the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Welcome to Talkin' Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week, it's a sausage party. Woo-woo! Plus, we'll put a little bow on the breakfast sandwich showdown with a wrap-up and a few questions for the boys. So let's get to it. Yeah, so we're having a little sausage party this week. What that actually means for us is that we tried a few sausages uh, a couple weeks back when Rob was at Petinari's Deli out in Hilton. He picked up a few bonus breakfast sandwiches, which entered the tournament. And the real reason he was there was to grab some sausages. They are known for their handmade, homemade, I don't know what the term is, in-house made sausages. Rob, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so I ended up picking up three different sausages. I got the pizza. And I got the chicken French. I know Andy uh, and Christy are real chicken French hounds. Oh! So when I saw that, I was like, well, I got to get the chicken French. And I was looking to maybe get a third one. And so I, I asked, there's, they have this uh, sausage called the Mancini. And I asked what it was. And the woman who worked there said it was something like a mild Italian sausage with roasted red peppers and provolone cheese. And I was like, eh. And she said to me, it's our most popular sausage. So then I said, okay, give me three. <laughs> and it turned out to be, we'll talk about it later. Ooh. What about the provolone cheese and the roasted pepper that you weren't interested in? It se- To me, it seemed like milder flavors. Provolone does have some flavor, but you know, roasted reds. They're good. I like roasted red peppers, but I think with if I'm looking for a sausage, I'm looking for like bolder flavors. So I think it, to me, it just seemed too mellow. Because I thought you were a pepper hound, Rob. Yeah, but that's black pepper. Different pepper. Oh, good D- call. Too many episodes. Randy forgets. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit more about it. And I did bump into Dave of David Lane Designs. He's a leather worker. He works out of the Hungerford. He makes these amazing watch bands. He's the person who recommended this place to me. And I just happened to see him in the hall today at work. And he said that they make a chicken parm sausage and a buffalo chicken sausage. And he said the buffalo chicken sausage that they make is insanely good. So we're going to have to have another sausage party? I think so. In, in our second round of sausage parties, <laughs> sausages around Rochester, we'll have to head back for that one. Yeah. Did you also get pizza sausage? Or did you mention that? Oh, already? sorry. Yes, I did get... I thought I mentioned it, but maybe I didn't. I, we did get pizza sausage as well, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I guess before we truly dive into sausage tasting and sausteries, uh, we should probably do our favorite segment. The Week in Food! And there may or may not be music behind that because we've had some audio issues that we're trying to work through. <laughs> Either way, I thought I sounded great, even though I have these horrible allergies. Sorry. I thought you sounded really good, actually. That might be a keeper. So, so for our weekend food, if you're a listener to the show, you know that uh, this is where we share our highlights from our week in food, hence the name. Uh, Randy, 
why don't you share your week in food? So I went to a local event called Comedian at the... All right. I already forgot the name of it. Comedy Le Poutine? Yeah. Comedy Le Poutine or Poutine Le Comedy. One of the two. Um, it was this past Tuesday night. Uh, it was put on by the hosts of Refined Taste, um, Dario and Chris, and the poutine truck, um, Le Petite Poutine. So in the park across from Good Luck, they parked the poutine truck. Um, it was 15 bucks. It included poutine, a drink, and dessert, and then comedy. And they had four comedians. Um, the hosts, Dario and Chris, were comedians, and they had two other comedians there. Um, and it was so much fun. It was awesome. I went with my girlfriend. Uh, we saw another friend there, so we sat with them. And uh, it was amateur comedians, and they were all super funny. Um, the food was great. I hadn't been to the poutine truck in a very long time, but I love poutine. I don't know if you guys have ever had it. It is delicious. The truck does a great job. Um, so overall, it was it was a great time. They said they're going to try to do it once a month. Um, I think they promoted it on their Instagram page, um, and I know Good Luck had it on their page. So definitely down to go again. Yeah, that poutine truck is like a staple one of the i feel like it's one of the earlier ones in the rochester area so it's always at the jazz fest and places like that yeah so my coworker, her husband um used to work for them and then helps them on off um and uh so we met the owners of them we were out that with them one night super nice people i think they have two trucks now in rochester and uh yeah i mean they're just so nice honestly the poutine was awesome and then the drinks were like a ginger ginger ale like homemade ginger ale drink and then there's a homemade lemonade drink and then the dessert was the one i got was like a s'mores graham rice crispy treat thing and it was so good so it was like way more food than i would have expected for 15 bucks plus the comedy it was it was awesome that's what i was gonna say what a deal yeah, yeah. oh it was a great deal so and i think like it felt like really cool like there's a lot of like they were real, they're just trying to do something nice for the Rochester community. Like people were coming out, and you know, it was it was cool because haven't been out in a while, so that yeah. was a lot of outdoors, fun. other people, <laughs> community. That's fun. Yeah, awesome. That's that's really great. That's and what what night of the week was it on? This was a Tuesday. Okay, okay, nice. Yeah, we'll have to check one out sometime. Yeah, I'll I'll keep my ear to the comedy poutine rail and uh, see if they do it again. That accent sounds so authentic. What what language did you take in college? I took French, actually, Rob. Oh, we? And oui, high school. Oui. Oh. It was my worst oh. class, actually, if you no, couldn't tell. No, no. The only thing I remember is uh, Est-ce que je peux aller à toilette, which you could probably guess is, where's the bathroom? Where's the poutine? <laughs> a natural. Where's the poutine? Yep. Uh, for me, my week in food this week, uh, we took... The weather this week was uh, pretty, pretty nice, pretty hot, and then we had one cold, rainy day, and that was the day that we were supposed to get takeout, which wouldn't really affect takeout. But the day before was really nice, so I suggested to my wife that we go out to eat outdoors somewhere uh, instead of getting takeout on Friday, which is our usual plan. So we went to little uh, like Irish restaurant in a little Irish pub in Fairport called McArdle's. And uh, it was awesome. We went at five o'clock. So it was us and a bunch of old people, but this is perfect for my kids because we sat outside 
and they're right along Route 31F, which is the kind of busy main road in Fairport. So we sat outside. It was sunny that my kids could watch either the cars and trucks driving up the road, and they were kind of loud, the cars and trucks. But for us, that was a good thing because my kids could be loud and yell, red car or truck or whatever. (laughs) It was great. And across the street, there's a playground, so they could watch kids playing, and this is a playground they've been to. So it was a hit with them. And they have great food there. We, we order from there quite a bit. We, we hit them up during COVID a bit. And uh, the kids' meals were five bucks, and they got an entree. And like my one son got chicken tenders, and he's three. He got four full size chicken tenders, french fries, or, or, you know, a side applesauce or whatever. And they get a drink, but we just brought water. And then for a dollar, you can get an ice cream sundae for the kid. So. That was our dessert. We split <laughs> ice cream awesome. sundaes with our kids. And the waitress was awesome. She's like, yeah, the, the ice cream sundae is kind of just a way to keep your kids busy too. And it was totally right because by the time the kids are done, you're like racing to finish because that's when kids kind of go crazy is when they have nothing to do. So in the beginning, they're all into the cars and watching and that's how they wait. But then when their food's over, they're like, let's get out of here. But out comes the ice cream sundae. It's just ice cream, chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and a little maraschino cherry. But it kept them busy another 15 minutes. We got to finish up our drinks and our food. It was great. A couple of menu items I really like there. They have these Irish nachos, which are house-made potato chips, bacon, and like a cheese. But it's like a homemade cheddar cheese sauce. It's not like nacho cheese. It's made with like white cheddar, like good cheddar cheese. And I think I've actually sent you guys pictures of those before they're really good and uh so those are great and then we got boneless wings and they basically just take a couple chicken breasts and cut them up into chunks i think it's like pan searing flour with the salt and pepper in it they were great and they had their own special sauce which we tried it's called mckicken sauce it's basically a buffalo sauce with some sort of delicious sweet aftertaste it was awesome so McArdle's in Fairport. Check it out. Watch the cars. Be loud. Enjoy it. Get that Sunday. And, you know, I got like two chicken fingers and a half a Sunday out of the deal, too, splitting with my, my son. So great place. Highly recommend. Awesome. It has everything I want. Chicken <laughs> fingers, Sundays. Cars. Cars. <laughs> Yelling. Cars. Uh, my weekend food was pretty uneventful. I got a burrito from Chipotle today, and that was about as good as it got. But it was a great burrito. And I've, uh, Randy was actually here for uh, one time we met out and got Chipotle years ago. And one of my coworkers was like on Team Moe's, and I really didn't like Moe's. And so I got a full burrito at Chipotle with, with Randy, and you had to go off and do something. And after I finished that burrito and chips, I was still hungry. And so I drove down the street to Moe's and got a burrito at Moe's. Back-to-back burritos, guys. I still think Chipotle is way better. And uh, I'm on Team Moe's. I, I don't know what it is. I think I almost feel like the overall flavor profile of Moe's is more salty, almost fast foody, And Chipotle's more the freshness and... I guess that says a lot about my diet, but I do like Moe's. I love their chips. They've always had the queso edge over Chipotle, which is 
a real strength for the chips. But they do queso now. Is it a permanent thing? It is a permanent thing. I think Still it's not, as not good as that Mo's, good though. though. I wouldn't get I wouldn't get queso at Chipotle. I actually when Qdoba was here, I was I was starting to kind of get on board with Qdoba and then they just kind of went out of business. I or went something. there once and I liked it. They had some sort of weird barbecue sauce and it was great. Yeah. And and they included uh guac and all their stuff for free, which is nice. It's a nice add-on, but I think for a few years so when Chipotle first came on the scene, I thought it was amazing. And then I do think the quality dipped for a while. Like there was a good year or two when it just wasn't that great. And I think they're back. I think that every time I've gone in the past few times, it's been really good. My one critique, very minor, was when I did the pickup using the app. I went to the table that, you know, they have all the tables with uh, the, the letters of your last name. So you're supposed to be able to find it easily. And I'm like looking at the table that corresponds with my last name and there's nothing on there. And then I realized they just weren't following that system and they just threw the, the bags all over the place. <laughs> and it was there's no organization at all. And I was like, okay, whatever. But it was done well. I think my big, I've got two hacks. And by hacks, I mean things that I do on my burrito that you might like. One, get double cheese. Don't get double meat. Double meat is too much. Double cheese is perfect. That was my uncle's longstanding hack at Mighty Taco. Oh. He always used to say, get double cheese. And just say like in a weird way, be like, "Trust me." <laughs> it's basically American cheese. It, it is American taco. cheese slices, which is kind of weird at Mighty. It but was good though. I'm he was, sure he was, was. kind of right. The guy knows. And then the other hack is to get two salsas. I always get the green, and I always get the uh, the pico. And so you get a good balance of the green salsa with the chunkier salsa. It's you can't go wrong with those two things. I don't really love salsa, but at Moe's they have a salsa bar. I don't probably strongly affected during COVID, but I think they prepackage them now. I still don't like most. Uh, anyways, so, Rob summary, um, Chipotle burritos are too small and their ordering system is really messed up. That's kind of what I pulled from that. No, my appetite was too big. It wasn't oh, okay. actually, you know what though? I got to be honest. When we went, that burrito was not that big it, it, that one time. And, and that was the, the Pittsburgh uh, Chipotle, so maybe a little hoity-toity. They're cutting down the old portion sizes. I don't know. Shots fired. You get over to Eastridge, they they give you a burrito. So uh, a lot of <laughs> lot of Rochester area restaurants have been suffering from that same problem. That Rob's appetite is just too big. They can't meet his ravenous appetite. You can't handle it. I'm on Team Moe's. I like their ground beef. I also love walking in when they say "Welcome to Moe's," and you look over and there's what like four or five people working. Four of them are just welcome to Moe's. But you got that one guy who's shift, probably... Shift manager. Or he's messing with the rest of his coworkers. Welcome yeah. to Moe's! Like, he's so <laughs> pumped. But I think he's just trying to really, like, make the other workers mad that he's trying to pretend that he... Like, I can see Rob being that guy. I like, would absolutely <laughs> be Rob's overly enthusiastic just to mess with everyone. <laughs> just, it would be the greatest prank. But I do like the ground beef and the queso at Moe's was really good, too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but hey, we can be we can be pro Moe's and pro Chipotle. Chipotle's back, Rob says. It's back. And uh, Moe's rocks. Queso's great. I think Chipotle, I love getting their salads there because it's essentially like a salad bowl is essentially like a burrito bowl, but you get the dressing, which is delicious. And then you shake it up. It's really good. And they seem to always put a Chipotle near an LA Fitness, which is where we used to go to the gym. I, so. There is always a Chipotle near an LA Fitness. And also Starbucks. 
often. Yeah. I think you're more likely to get a, a Chipotle next to the LA Fitness, but and nine times out of ten, you'll also get a Starbucks. Yeah. I feel like that speaks to the type of people that go to LA Fitness, right? They like a Starbucks. They like a Chipotle versus a Moe's. Where the what? What would the Moe's be near? Like Burger King's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go to both. <laughs> the, the different ecosystems. <laughs> it's like that little fish that's on the side of like a shark. Yeah, but uh, it's <laughs> symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say Moses near an eye doctor only because it was near the eye doctor. One Moses next to the eye doctor. Yeah, Pitt- yeah. Probably the only one though. They're, nope, they're all all of. My go-to uh, animal symbiotic relationship is the little bird that lives on the rhino. Oh, what's it, what's yours, Randy? Is it the same? It's yeah. Or I thought you were gonna say the little bird that lives in like the whale's mouth, but <laughs> essentially the same thing, right? Wait, a birds birds live in whale's mouth or rhino? <laughs> Amazing! I can't wait till her hear Rob's animal symbiotic. I did see a very funny picture of like an incredibly excited happy looking dog with the most miserable looking cat sitting on top of his head that looked like a hat it was very funny <laughs> oh visual meme I, let me <laughs> let me get into the description they're both uh, with white fur okay moving on uh, audio meme i guess i should have said well that wraps up the week in food congrats to rob with a positive experience in the week in food this week although it was a trip to a chain burrito <laughs> restaurant he's Come- working his way up He's going to get these weekend foods right. Although I think last week you had a good one. I, I can't really remember. Should yeah. we should we move on to the uh, sausage party? Yeah, let's yeah. party it up. Do any of you have a unique saucery? I was late to the game because I'm a picky eater, or I was a big time picky eater when I was a kid. I still, I've gotten much better, but uh, it took me a long time to even try. Like just a, it was hot dogs and sausages all the time growing up. I would always just default to the hot dog. So I'm at the point now where I do enjoy an Italian sausage, any kind. Uh, and I've been enjoying trying out some of these fancier sausages that we've had. I had a couple, uh, as I mentioned before, from Skips. We got some from McCann's. And now uh, Petnari's rocked my world. But yeah, I was just a late bloomer with sausage. And uh, once I started saying it's okay to eat you know, those little specks of red pepper or whatever's in the sausages, fennel seeds. Uh, I accepted my fate and I'm a fan now. Yeah, my history sausages is really starts <laughs> in Germany with Rob when we, uh, da. summer da. in Europe. Uh, I also was a late bloomer. Andy, we didn't eat sausages when I was a kid. Um, and then we went to Europe and went to Germany and Rob got me to try some and they were awesome. Right, Rob? They were great. And uh, so then I came home, and I'm all about sausages. We do chicken sausages in my place. Um, Laurel's not big on pork sausages. And actually, we just had some really good ones from uh, Target. I can't remember the brand. I'll find out. It wasn't a Target brand, but they were amazing. And now I love sausages. Wegmans actually makes some pretty good chicken sausages, too, that are just the pre-made. There's like four different flavors Mm -hmm. that they make. And the pre-packaged. Like, they're really, really good, so... Nice. Yeah, Germany had great sausages. I actually, my great-grandmother was German. And so growing up as a kid, we would make Polish sausage uh, by hand. So we had like a meat grinder. We, you're looking at me doubtfully. It just sounded funny. You're like, my, she was German. 
We made Polish sausages all the time. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just to mess with the poles, you know. <laughs> no, it, so so we uh, yeah we had a meat grinder and and did it all by hand. We'd get like the casings, and I wasn't really doing it. I was mostly just standing around while everyone else did the work. But especially around Easter, we would make sausages. We would buy the butter lamb from the the market in downtown Buffalo, and uh, I would just eat the heck out of that butter lamb, you know, because I love butter. <laughs> what is butter lamb, Rob? So uh, around Easter in Buffalo, it's kind of a Polish thing. I actually know the butter lamb just because from I've, like being Buffalo adjacent, yeah. and being Buffalo born. Like the Broadway market, yeah. I think, is a big place where you could buy it. Basically, it's just butter that they stick in some sort of a lamb mold. So it like looks like this. Uh, it's probably like two and a half, three inches tall, maybe four inches long. Just buy it for the holiday. Yeah, you buy it for, for Easter and you just eat it with your Easter dinner. But I it's guess. like a buffalo meme type of thing where it's just everybody knows what a butter lamb is. Yeah. And that's, it's like as, po- it, as popular as the bills and stuff. Everyone just knows it. Yeah, it's it's a it's an Easter thing. And then uh, my dad always w- would grill up the Italian sausages all the time growing up. And then my uncle, uh, Uncle Jim, rest in peace, he would always go and get a bunch of crazy sausage types from like this other local butcher in, in the North Tonawanda area. And it was, it was always great. Cause you would always have like two or three or four just random sausages that would be growing up. And so it was great. Would you put the butter on the sausage when you were growing up? No, <laughs> the, the butter was just for your rolls. It was just part of like the Easter dinner. Okay. So instead of having like butter in a little butter dish, you would just throw the lamb on a plate and throw it on the table. Okay. Um, yeah, there's nothing like ceremonial or about it. It was just like this you tradition. Decapitate, traditionally, you decapitate yes. the lamb yes. right before dinner. Yep. So the sausages never touched the butter. I'm sure they might have mingled on the plate. I don't know. Maybe a little okay. bit of melted I'm just, butter. I'm, I didn't know. I Sorry. Didn't know. No, it was just part of the Easter story. Okay. It's just like a stick of butter. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> shaped I like a lamb. I think Rob was describing his Easter and the butter lamb fit in. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. The sausages worked their way into the Easter story, as did the butter lamb. Okay. I Part thought of the I'd nativity. add it to some color. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have. Sorry, guys. Great, no, no, no. Great it was good. Sauce-tree. It was good. Oh, my God. Let's just Great butt-story. Butter-story? Yeah, butt-story. Do you want to lead us through the different types of sausages and, sure. and what we thought? Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, let's start with the first one. Uh, so the pizza sausage, I... I thought it kind of tasted like pizza, like it was supposed to. It, it honestly reminded me of the the pizza combos flavor, but I wrote in a good way. So like, I, it kind of had that maybe pizza flavoring, but I liked it. I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think about the pizza sausage? Well, I, I really wish we had a, an exact list of ingredients. Uh, I thought it. It was re- a little more red. The meat was a little more red, and it made me think there was some pepperoni crushed up in there, I, and it tasted that way to me. It's funny that you say the combos thing, because I'm sure that whatever that crazy paste is in combos has oregano, you know, yeah. some form of red sauce. It's all just mixed up, whereas this is like a fresher, better exploded version of that like tomato paste with those seasonings probably to yeah get that exactly concentrated tomato flavor but not to have all the wetness of tomatoes let's not fall down the homemade combos rabbit hole rob <laughs> and i know you've been down on your old bon appetit videos perhaps <laughs> uh but yeah there was it really did taste like pizza and i thought of all of them each one kind of came in as a different answer to me 
and I thought the pizza one was maybe the flavor that I liked the most, but the one I couldn't eat the most of. You know what I'm saying? It was really good for a single sausage experience. I couldn't eat two of those in a row or once every weekend or something. You know, you could just keep that around as a rate, which is probably the point of these flavors. They're just fun to try once or twice and they rotate them or whatever. But yeah, I really liked it. And I, I think the flavor I came away with was kind of like a little pepperoni, uh, a little red sauce kind of flavoring. Yeah, I think pizza combos nailed it. That's exactly, now that you say that, exactly what I felt like it tastes like. It was good. Um, I couldn't tell the difference between that and the other one just by looking at the sausages. Um, and uh, this was the first time I busted the grill out of the year, and it was awesome. These so- I like to grill them to the point where they pop open. I know you're not supposed to lose some juice in there, but it they, it just, oh, it was so good. It was so good. And once I had the pizza one, I knew that was pizza. How did you do yours up, Andy? I grilled mine too, and it it is funny that you say that, Randy, because when they're these more, when they're the fancier and not like mass produced Italian sausage, you get legit chunks of cheese, and if it pops there, you lose the whole chunk. The whole thing seeps <laughs> yep. out. Yeah, so you can lose things a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, it's your natural inclination to like poke a couple holes to just let it like like it's a hot dog, but really, I think. It was funny. We were talking about how to cook them in Robson. Or you could just boil them. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, that sounds gross. But I know that that's a normal way to eat them. So, so I, it, it was like a a bad night. Like the weather was bad. And I was like, oh, I got to grill these. These are like you given to me like a week before. So I was like, I don't know how long these are going to stay good. I'm like, I guess I could boil them. And Laurel's like, what? What are you going to do with the sausages? <laughs> I was like, and then I told a story how I used to boil hot dogs when I lived with one of my old roommates, Justin, so I can make hots and beans. And he thought it was the most disgusting thing ever. But I think they came out pretty good. Which I think was discussed on last week's episode was as it? a punishment. <laughs> it's basically a, a, oh, a garbage beans. plate made of just beans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Polish sausage, how I always had it growing up, was just boiled. Like we... We wouldn't grill them. They just were boiled Polish sausage. So that's why I kind of go to that. And this time I, so I screwed up with the, when we went to the McCann's and got the, those sausages, I tried to, to cook it on one of my skillets and I just, it was a total mess. So I finally looked up a recipe on how to like cook it in a skillet and they recommended covering it with like a quarter of an inch of water, bringing it to a simmer, covering covering the pan for like 10 or 12 minutes taking the top off and then letting all the water evaporate. Once that happens, it's pretty much cooked in. And once the water evaporates, you can get some color on the sausage. It's like a cooking pot stickers. Yeah, basically. But in essence, I hearing you guys talk about grilling and how easy it is to just grill something. I kind of regret. And also grilling gives you flavor. You get that. So good for get that charred flavor. You get that caramelization from the grill. You know, I, I, I kind of regret not doing that. Yeah, next sausage party, we should have a sausage party party and just come grill at my house or something. Done. Be perfect. Sounds good. Awesome. Let's move on to the chicken French. We'll throw this one to Randy first. What do you think of the chicken French? This one I had a little more trouble with because uh, <laughs> the, the chicken French, when you grill it, it didn't like toughen up like the other two, and I was kind of nervous I didn't cook it all the way, so I wanted Laurel to taste it first, um, but she couldn't because she's gluten-free, so I decided to dig right in. And it was done, and it was delicious. I think it was just, Andy, I you could probably speak to this too. 
maybe because of what was inside it, it didn't like thicken up as much. Yeah. So do you tried to poison her in two ways? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. undercooked <laughs> meat and gluten. Very good. Shouldn't have admitted that. But yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the chicken French. So the first one I said was probably my favorite flavor, but I couldn't eat a ton. Chicken French, by far most unique. I was the most curious about because when you bit into it, it really did taste like. What do you use? In chicken French, sherry, I think, not Marsala. You use sherry wine. And it really did taste like there was pockets of sherry wine. But obviously, there can't just be loose wine in a sausage. <laughs> so there were maybe softer parts in there that perhaps were like breadcrumbs yeah. that had soaked up the wine. Um, we never did, like I said, <laughs> we were un- unable to get a full list of ingredients or whatever. But that was really what stood out to me was you had the... It didn't really. Maybe that's just chicken too, or that it's a little I think liquid like in there. Breadcrumbs, exactly yeah. what you're saying. Because it's like a little soft spot, yeah. but not bad. No, not bad. But at it was because it was like a little flavor pocket oh, too. Yeah. So I thought that was the most unique, and I found myself wanting to keep trying it to try and figure out what exactly it was. But I make chicken French at home every once in a while on all recipes. That website, there's one that says Chicken French, Rochester, New York style. It's great. Really? It's very simple. It's got like five stars or 4.8 stars. And that's all you have to search for is Chicken French, Rochester, New York. It comes up. It's a great recipe. And it's a it's pretty simple to make. Uh, but yeah, it's there's like chicken base and garlic and a bunch of butter and sherry wine. That's pretty much the most important ingredients. And then you just pan fry some some chicken in it but uh lamb butter you could use a butter lamb <laughs> okay it's a butter lamb butter Randy. lamb oh you're not lamb butter. it's not made from like lamb products this guy'd be tossed out of the 716 oh so yeah. fast dingus day this guy couldn't handle it <laughs> uh rob what were you feeling the same way about this one as randy and i yeah so i i wrote very different texture because it was chicken i wrote a little a little wine flavor really good I think my only regret was not having like a side cup of uh, just chicken French sauce to dip the pieces in. I think that would have been amazing to add on. I wonder if that's maybe what they put in there, you know, just like a pre-made French sauce. That'd be really easy to mix in. And if you're cooking a sausage, you don't need the purest form of like butter and lemon juice, you know? I forgot there's a bunch of lemon juice in there, but, uh, yeah, that one it just kept I it kept me coming back and thinking about it more and more. And it was just a really unique experience. I see Rob is reading off his notes there. I don't have my notes handy, but here's what happened to me. It's like I studied for the test so much I don't need my notes. <laughs> when I first grilled them, we had made chicken or something for dinner. But Rob had given me these. I had the grill going, so I just threw them on and I ate about half of them. My family's busy enjoying their chicken dinner my head's down i'm taking notes about these weird sausages i'm not talking to anybody and i wrote them down on the back of an old breakfast sandwich note sheet (laughs) use that note sheet to like update the instagram with plugs and food weekend food all that stuff throughout the notes without thinking about it ah bummer good news still have half of each sausage sit down Write down my notes on the back of the most recent breakfast sandwich episode. <laughs> exact same thing. 
<laughs> I kept the paper. I check it every couple days. I threw it out again. I'm just so stupid. But it's the exact same thing. I did it twice. But because I wrote my thoughts down twice, I pretty much remember everything I said. That so, is how I studied so. for tests in college, by just recopying my notes. And throwing them away. And then throwing them away. <laughs> yep. Uh, talking Trash Slush Fund will buy you a notebook, Andy. Oh, and boy. That way you never have to throw it away. I think for these two, though, going to what you said about the sauces, these type of sausages I love, both of them were amazing because I don't need to put anything on it. I can just throw the sausage in a bun and I actually don't want to put anything on it because I feel like it takes away from what the sausage is supposed to taste like. But both of these, the chicken one, everything was delicious. I loved it. And, and it's almost hard to think of like what would you dip these kinds of sauce, so- like at least the pizza and the chicken French, like what pizza sauce. You're not going to dip it in like ketchup. I guess pizza sauce. Maybe yeah. squeeze a little leaven yeah. on that chicken French. Yeah, chicken yeah. French. Weird so I way. guess it is kind of easy to figure out what we're going to do. It's literally impossible. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Mancini. Uh, so... <laughs> The most traditional of the bunch. Yes, the one that I was not going to get until I was very easily swayed by the woman who worked there by saying, other people love this. People think it's good. I'll take four. I'll take four. <laughs> Don't sell anyone, anybody. Uh, yeah, so we cleaned out the case. And as Randy said when he... I went out the case. We got five. Um, when I cooked mine on the pan, there were pockets of fluid. So it wasn't on the grill. There were these, like, they looked like just, you know, they're growing, and I'm like, this thing's going to pop all over the place. And so I just let it fully cool, and the pocket, I'm like, maybe they'll go away. Maybe they'll, like, kind of go back into the sausage. They did not. I poked them. It was okay. It was just some, like, some moisture. but Red I, hot just, grease just burst in the outside. Burned a hole through my coffee table. Uh, I said it had really good flavor. Um when you saw that sausage, there were good, as Andy said earlier, I think, good-sized chunks of cheese, like, inside of there. I said it was really, you know, very mild, but, oh, you know what I said? I think there was mozzarella cheese inside of it because I think I wrote provolone may be a better cheese because I think provolone has a little bit stronger of a flavor and is a little bit heartier maybe than mozzarella. So I think it was mozzarella, which is a mild cheese, with provolone or with uh, peppers, which is why I thought eh, maybe it wasn't that great. This is why people come to the podcast for our continued rampant speculation about things, <laughs> hard rolls, souffles, no, what creme brulees, flan, they want now hear, sausages. I thought it was for at about the 31 minute mark when Rob started speaking in tongue. <laughs> what was that mumbling? It was like a joke you tried to uh, tell us, but maybe the podcast okay, can't hear in it. The, in the middle of a sand for to a call second. Out, <laughs> call attention to that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, no, Rob had to keep talking for like five minutes because Randy and I were just silently <laughs> laughing to each other. I will not be editing that out. <laughs> okay. Andy Mancini. So this was the one you want for like the long weekend. This is the one you want on barbecue day when you're going to have a couple. Maybe you have leftovers. You have them the next day. This is like a trumped up heavy duty Italian sausage. Big chunks of red peppers, big blocks of cheese in there, and it was just an awesome version of an Italian. I mean, Mancini, I'm assuming it's an Italian sausage, you know? I kind of like this new segment called This is the One You Want on, so I'm going to go next. This is the one you want 
on a nice summer pool day when you're just about to go in the pool. It just, like you said, mild. Then wait 30 minutes. Then, oh, you got to be safe. Good call. Then we, we can't have our <laughs> listeners jumping into pools. I am a lifeguard. Good call. My certification has lapsed, but I, I would feel really bad <laughs> if I let something like a violation like that go. This was the least like original tasting one, like you said, but it was also probably my favorite. It just was a delicious, like good sausage. It so. had... It had the snap, yes. The, the grill marks, yep. the the little you could poke a little hole in it, and it just it's it tasted like a great Italian yeah. sausage. So Rob, this is the one you want when when you want to please everyone, because I think that this is one of those good sauce. answer, Thanks. good answer. Great answer. <laughs> Thanks. I had to come back after that mumbling earlier. Uh, I <laughs> thought that this is the kind of sausage that. I want to call it the least offensive, not because it's bad, but because I think a wide range of people would like it. I think if you're going to get three sausages, you'll probably get maybe a spicier Italian. You'll get this, and then you'll get maybe one other. And this would, I think a wide range of people would like this. You know, some kids and some adults, you know, Italian sausage that's spicy is a little bit too spicy for them. But I think this one would really be a true crowd pleaser. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think the pizza one would people would like, but the chicken French, I could tell, like, Kids don't like three, mine. Four, three, Most offensive? Up, Chicken French? <laughs> three, four people on <laughs> top it. of my head that would just be like, ah, that is like soft in the middle or like it tastes like wine and they just wouldn't be into it. Yeah. Whereas that is right in my flavor profile. But you're right. This is a crowd pleaser. Pool day, long weekend, eating a bunch. That Chicken French one, I'm remembering, they nailed the Chicken French tasting though didn't they they yeah. they, they it like so it tasted just like chicken french i feel like they were all really good yeah just different yeah and, and it's funny that you brought up the whole fact that like chicken french is kind of a rochester thing which to i mean i guess i didn't really have it before we moved to this area but it just seems like oh not yeah a during easter thing. everybody would it, there's a chicken french mold they would use and then put <laughs> in the mold and then you put it right on the center of the easter table yeah i'm not familiar so. with that because i'm from out of town yeah yeah they took butter and make it look like chicken french you know what's weird i <laughs> I always thought that about um, barbecue when I moved to Rochester from Buffalo. There really weren't any great barbecue places. And maybe I was just naive because I moved here like mid-2000s. But Sticky Lips was big and Dinosaur was big. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool that there's like good barbecue here. And in Buffalo, I think there was like maybe one chain at that point that was well-known and I, I'm probably wrong. I'm sure there was local places that I just didn't know about because I just didn't know about it. But we, we used to go to Sticky Lips quite often and now there's even more, but I'm guessing at this point in Buffalo, there's probably a lot of good barbecue places too. But I, I always thought that was like the bubble had expanded to Rochester, but not quite to Buffalo. Yeah. Maybe because Buffalo was such a pizza and wings and beef on whack town that not a lot of other things had gotten in there. But yeah, chicken French is like some random, yeah, just a random dish. Well, then just like you go to Syracuse and they've got chicken riggies, which is its own thing. Yeah. Which I didn't really. And restaurants will make it here, but it's still not like a huge deal. No. And like going into Syracuse, people are like really into their chicken riggies. Like well, it's a thing. What is a chicken riggie? I honestly don't know. Oh gosh. This guy with the oh questions. Because I represent the audience. It's like a know. spicy chicken rigatoni dish type Ooh. of deal. Yeah. Like the big round like a pasta, pasta kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, it's a chicken, spicy. It's a spicy chicken spicy pasta dish. 
not super tomatoey. Almost is it more? Is it creamy? There's but it's more like speculation, it, it's I guess. reddish orange sauce. <laughs> yes, it's like I mean, creamy, it's a spicy thing. Almost like a vodka sauce, but not quite spicier though. Yeah, it's a Syracuse thing, so and it's probably pretty salty. Salt City. Salt City. Salt City. Yeah, Matt, our friend who lives in Syracuse <laughs> who doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Didn't want to use his last name. That was good though. Randy got his joke in. Yeah. And, oh, Rob uh, it loves saying us. Salt City. I know it uh, ruined everything. Yeah, Salt City. So, I think that I mean, final thoughts, guys, about about uh, Petinari's. They're great. Go. I want to try the chicken parm sausage. Yeah, one word. Go. Yeah, go check it. It's it's way out. Oh, and then also, uh, Dave highly recommends their pizza. He said that he'll go and buy pizzas there and bring them home and freeze them. And he, the one pizza he really said was amazing is like anything with sausage and anything with mushrooms. He said that he has no idea what they do with the mushrooms, but they're amazing. So check it out. It is kind of like a pizza joint slash mini mart slash butcher. It's such a great, it's a cool place. I would like to throw out that if you, if you guys have, um, yep. If you guys have any suggestions <laughs> on where our next sausage party would be, just, you know, email, email the email. Email the email or hit us up on Instagram. Uh, we obviously talked about this a little bit in the past. We've got a few ideas, but we're always looking for more. It's funny because I bet a lot of these places make similar sausages. Like I know it skips the place near my house. They make a buffalo chicken, like your friend Dave said they have one yeah. at Petinari's. And it's I've had that. It's great. We got that and taco and something one Ooh. time. Uh, they all, but they, yeah, they've always got like eight different flavors there. They're they're so good. Yeah, um, Happy Days on the Go gets their sausage from oh, the place in Ontario, Costanzas. Costanzas, and they I've have a Costanzas garbage plate. Amazing. They have a garbage plate sausage. Yeah, I used so to go there Stanza. a bunch. <laughs> they have great sausages, so I think that would be a good sausage party. Place I heard their too. bacon is great too. There is it. I've, so I've heard. That's what they say. That's mm-hmm. what's that's what uh, Jackie told me one time. Well. Speaking of bacon, let's transition to putting the final touches on our breakfast sandwich showdown because we're going to have to stop and eat something, but maybe I'll start thinking a little bit about tomorrow's food with breakfast sandwiches. Um, I have a few questions for you guys. We had our big winner, McCann's Local Meats, won the contest with the two by two by two by two breakfast sandwich, and they were crowd champs. But uh, I thought I'd ask you guys a few questions. I did ask you to prepare one thing in advance for this, which is your overall rankings from the competition. I don't know that we need to go through all of them, although that would be fun. Excuse me, a little bit boring perhaps. What if we just did our top five from the competition? Because we... We didn't all vote for the winner of each round. So it's kind of interesting to think about what everybody may have ranked in different places. So um, I'll go first. I've got my, my list handy here. I loved McCann's. They're my number one. I have Balsam down as two, I think because of the finals and how every single round that thing was just solid. And like we said, it was a perfect little composed sandwich. My number three was Tree Town. So that's no surprise. Those are one, two, three in the finals. But then I have Bodega as my fourth. 
which probably wouldn't surprise people because I really amped up Bodega. And in fifth, I don't know if this was completely by the book or if this is just my subconscious getting involved, but I have Wegmans. I just think it's playing above its weight class. It's like 450. They're pre-made. And that thing rocked it. And just for heads up and dead last was Tim Hortons. Because <laughs> of the, the dust biscuit. Um, did either Were either of you guys able to uh, put together a ranking? I, I'm kind of, I could ask you my other questions while you look for your rankings. I have my ranking. I don't know where my ranking is. <laughs> well, why don't we do this? I, I have mine if you want. Yeah, you do you want to give us yeah, top five, mine. Randy? Top one. Balsam, baby. Um, He's a bagel boy. Love balsam. Uh, number two. I think I've spoken enough balsam at this point, so I can just <laughs> move on. So number two. So this is where it gets hard. I'm... Honestly, that last sandwich I had at Bodega was so good. Um, but I also love Tree Town. So I'm going to tie those at two. Okay, I think two both, A, two B. Yeah, two A, two B. So does that mean I only get two more? No, choices? you can go to five. All right, cool. So those are two A, two B. Or you can just do, you know, go you to know four as I see you randomly scrolling through your I, notes there. Well, I already figured it out. Two A, two B, and then three A, three B is going to be Wegmans and Brugger's tied because I love both of those two, wow. and they're different. And I think our second Brugger's with the brisket we didn't like, but that first one was surprisingly yeah. very good. I forget Brugger's one too. Yeah, they did win around. And honestly, Wegmans, you got me on the Wegmans train. Uh, Andy, because hashtag wet eggs, wet eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, guys, McCann's is delicious. I just, for me, not eating meat, I probably wouldn't spend the money to sure. go there. Um, that's, it, that's a thing that factors into the rankings yes. more so than it does in the competition. Now, if, if McCann's had a specific non meat, non meat one, um, that was cheaper than seven buck egg and cheese. <laughs> yeah. If it was like, and then McCann's would probably jump all the way up to number yeah. two. So Robster, you found your rankings. I, I found my rankings. My top five McCann's number one, balsam, number two, bodega, number three. And so bodega did beat tree town because between the two bodega sandwiches and then between the two tree towns, I thought, the bodega was average, but the average of those two was better than the average of the two tree towns. And then my fifth was uh, village bakery, but followed closely by quick fill Wegmans, Ooh. which just was one up from regular Wegmans. I wish, I wish that. I didn't get the, the burnt sausage that time. It I was really good. It was good. That, that was Ooh. tough though. Yeah. I think we, we that forgot to mix in that one and Petinari's in some of our rankings, yeah. which were both good. Wouldn't have made my top five, but uh, you know what? Quick fill makes my top five Ooh. for sure. Randy's is like a Randy has like a top, top twelve, six. <laughs> top six, and actually Petinari's was really good too. Petinari's is pretty good. Okay, I, go ahead. Next question. Honestly, where's your next breakfast sandwich coming from? Realistically, mine probably McDonald's, just because it's like a it's a fast food. <laughs> Hit it up in the morning thing. Uh, I'm tempted McDonald's because I want to try the the thing. What do they call the it? Chicken, chicken McGriddle that I the keep chicken McGriddle. About? Yes, I want to try so that. So good. But I think 
I want to go back to Brugger's actually and try theirs yeah. again because it's been so long. I love that one. Well, well, that that's sort of a there's a different version of this question too. But Rob, what do you think? Honestly, where do you think your next breakfast sandwich is coming from? So in, in like three months. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you count the chicken McGriddle as a breakfast sandwich. If you do, then it's that. Okay. If so, you don't, it's bodega. But I but then if I go to bodega, I don't know if I'm going to even get breakfast. I might just get a regular sandwich. Well, then so that, answer the question. I, I think, don't like breakfast sandwiches <laughs> that much. I think Rob, so. his second answer answers my next question, which the first one is, honestly, where is it coming from? For me, probably McDonald's, just because of convenience. I've got a coupe. Where would you... Where like where would you want to go next? Bodega for Rob? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think I've seen everything they have to offer, and I know they've got like Randy was saying, it's a really cool shop. I like Park Everett, you know, places. It's so. almost a tiebreaker, like you said, between Tree Town and them because they change their menu constantly, yeah. which is cool. You guys yeah. had that specialty sandwich, which may not have performed great for a breakfast sandwich, but was a good sandwich. I want to try their meatball sandwich a lot too. Mm. Um, Randy, what do you think? Where yeah. would you want to go? I, I, I think same thing. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I, I want to go to Brugger's. I think I'm going to make it a point to go there again. And then I think I'm going to jump back. I'm going to actually, you know what I'll do is I'm going to keep checking the bodega, bodega website because their specials are the things I really look forward to. And so kind of everybody's see. still talking about bodega. Yeah. That's, that last one was so with the hot honey. It was so good. I'd like that on a breakfast sandwich. That'd be so good. Yeah. Okay. Um, who would you like to give another shot? I still want to try Flower City over from way back in the, maybe our first round or second round that we did was Flower City versus Brugger's. And just the travel, the cold day, I'd love to go there on a nice summer market morning and try one of those the right way. Mine would be McDonald's for sure. Yeah, the one. Yeah. Not, See if that's, not Scott's, who you said you wanted to give a second chance. That to? would be my second. Choice. I would, yeah, I'd go to Scott's, but I want to try and I want to see if that McGriddle, even without the chicken, if it if the egg is better because that egg was not or, good. Like we said, you get the other kind of egg. I yeah. wonder if you could sub yes. that if you use the app or something. Yeah, that's for sure the one I want to try again. That getting downloading the McDonald's app is not a road I'd like to go down. <laughs> <laughs> a little too easy. Okay, um, best bang for your buck. I think it's probably for me got to be Wegmans because I thought that could hang with the big boys, but it's under five bucks. Any thoughts on that? Anything pop into your head? Wegmans, Quickville. Quickville Wegmans. Oh, yeah. But I think Quickville Wegmans slash, I mean, if you're, if you really want bang for your buck, Petnari's was like a buck 80 or something. It was like the cheap, it was so cheap. I couldn't believe it. And I told you I had one the next day, and I just crisped it up a little bit because yeah. those rolls were real soft. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Um, I was going to do best bun, meat, egg, and cheese, but we've kind of discussed that too much. Yeah. How about this? Is This can be our last one. What's the best X factor? Could be anything. What sandwich had the thing that stood out the most? I think I have to say, even though it's obvious, Maybe I'll come around with a second choice as well for this, but the meat from McCann's is just insane, and it should be, and it lives up to it, and it's two different kinds of meat. That bacon I had in the final round was just incredible. It's obviously delicious, fresh, but it's perfectly cooked to my liking. It's it's crispy on the edges, but it's not burnt and crackly and crispy. So good. Any X-Factors? 
I think the number one X factor in this entire competition is proportionality. Ooh. Because that what kind of burned Tree Town was that that bun was too much for the ingredients on that one time. If you sliced like a half inch off the top and the bottom, yeah. it might have been better. And and likewise, balsam made it so far because it was perfectly balanced between all the ingredients were like it was it was perfect. And McCann's was so well balanced because it doubled everything up. So you had more eggs, you had more cheese, you had more meat, and it was just it made things great. So I, I think really the balance of the amount of ingredients is clutch. Rob? Great X factor was not what my question entailed. In a, I know, I, no, but I like, <laughs> but I liked your answer in a very positive way. I think for you guys, it was the meat. I, as we went through the competition, I was really cognizant of what you guys talked about with the meat because I didn't eat it, and I noticed that that could make or break the sandwich more than anything else. Like everything makes or breaks it, but the meat for you guys did it. For me, I thought it was the egg, but I'm gonna change it. Last minute sub in for the bread. I think the bread is the X factor for me. I was wondering that about you because you did a lot of talking about bagels. Yeah. You're like, I love bagels. Balsam, you said, was your number one ranked. And you came in as a as a very heavily leaning egg guy. You yeah. talked up the eggs a lot early. And balsam makes it to the finals, is your number one. And it's a pre-scramble patty. Can't be the egg. I was wrong. I will admit it here. I was wrong. I think for me, it's the bread. Truly a big man admitting that. Wow. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it was Soho that made me, because I used to go there all the time, made me think they have a fresh egg. That's the key to it. But honestly, it's for me, I mean, the salty bread at Treetown was phenomenal. Some of the breads like weren't as good as some of the other ones. And that balsam bagel just with the egg was just too good. I think my my like preference almost shifted round to round or based on competitors because you'd be like, okay, this bagel is French toast bagels, awesome, and this croissant from Flower City is awesome. They basically cancel each other out because they're both so great. So that round you determine based on composition, or another round where you're like McCann's meat blows the doors off this other sandwich. It's uh, nothing else matters. It's only meat, or you know. So each round, it was like unique. And then you'd have, like, I was in love with Village Bakery the first time. And then the next time, the other sandwich was just, it just tasted better that week. So it was hard to even maintain consistency. Yeah. Sometimes it was just like a week-to-week, day-to-day thing. Well, the Tree Town, so I I think the Tree Town buns the first week were amazing. And they kind of didn't kind of hold up as well the next week. So that's a, that's a, a bread situation. And then if we talk about Tim Hortons week one, it was the driest, most disgusting biscuit I've ever had, and that destroyed it. So you're and, right. And they're probably not even all like that, too. You no, know, yeah. At Tim Hortons, you could probably get a decent one that was just like the end of that month's shipment of yeah. biscuits or something. <laughs> and I know some of the, some we, we I've seen some comments on, on our Instagram that were a little critical of the balsam egg being maybe more of like a scrambled pre-made egg, but it took second place, and honestly, it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was great. Yeah. I understood those comments because I would have been that guy before and been like, these guys are nuts. You're That's not the man. best egg. But it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this yeah. competition changed us all. Yeah. Guys, quick question. Favorite part of the competition off the top of your head? The hangs. The hangs, <laughs> it, yeah. it honestly was because it was towards like the end of winter, start of spring. We did get together and also trying new places. There was like bodega we had kind of just been circling it just as friends talking about it my wife and i had gone there and ate in our car one day we're like 
this is insanely good, you know. But also, I had, I had had McCann's brunch. I had had the two by two by two by two, and I thought it was like good, but I was like, it's a lot. But that's probably because I had eaten three of their crazy butter pancakes that day too. So I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, this is kind of intense. But if you just eat that, I was like, whoa, it is a mouthful of flavor. So to try a couple places I I might not normally try and just hang in. Those are my top two favorite parts. What was yours? Uh, as Andy termed it, the most epic breakfast sandwich order we've ever heard. No <laughs> egg. Double meat. Double meat. Nick's son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That when was a, my favorite part. When a 10-year-old turned the breakfast sandwich showdown on its head. <laughs> God, he's a visionary. <laughs> Truly. Genius. I think my favorite part was not having to eat more trash plates and having like a slight break and kind of trying some different things out. I like that we branched out a little bit. Like, uh, you know, that was nice. And then a week ago, you're like, I can't eat any more breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait to eat this four pound garbage plate. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> and it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to like kind of summarize. And I thought this was a good episode to, to team that up with the sausage party. So I've already had a breakfast sandwich or two. Uh, I had some breakfast sandwich or breakfast pizza recently. I'm easing my way back in. Rob, have you had any since? I had a breakfast burrito, right? Which made me realize I like breakfast burritos more than breakfast sandwiches, which well, I already knew. Why don't you eat twelve breakfast burritos in a row every week and then have a breakfast sandwich? You probably like that more. Mm, Randy, I've been eating oatmeal and fruit every morning for breakfast. <laughs> oh, I should tell the listener, weeks. Randy's eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> We saw some stand-up comedians, and they were just a hoot. We were outdoors socializing. Uh, no, it's such a good food, though, and you can get them for like two bucks at Petinari's or two fifty, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was and cheap. You can go ten fifty at McCann's that you can get whatever you want here. I thought of doing power rankings and saying like, you know, parents are in town. You either go to the Village Bakery or McCann's if it's like, you know. Whoever likes the meat and whoever likes the fancy bread, and but I, I like the questions, so it's a good way to summarize. Um, should we talk about anything for uh, for email? Randy suggested sending some things our way via email. Randy, what was your question for the listeners again? Sausage ideas? Yeah, sausage party ideas. Where should our next sausage party be? Talking trash rock at gmail or hit us up on Instagram at Talking Trash Rock. We try to post a couple times a week. And uh, should we head into Peeves and Plugs Town? Peeves and Plugs. Andy, do you have any Peeves or Plugs? I'm peeved this week, Rob. Whoa. I'm rarely peeved. You can hear it. Allergies. I think about two weeks ago we had an episode where I sounded stuffed up. It went away. I thought I was in the clear. It's back. It's so annoying. I've lost my sense of taste. Hopefully that comes back in the next day or two. Mm-hmm. It's Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure I'm going to get together with family and have some good meals. So I'd like the taste to return. I'm peeved about allergies. It stinks. At least it rained today. It makes me like the rain. It's pathetic. Plugs! Let's get a little more positive. One, this is cute. We signed our sons up for soccer shots. I have two three-year-old boys. So this summer, they're going to do soccer practice or whatever they do. I don't know. They probably just like chase each other around. It's going to be so cute. But today, I didn't know this was happening. They got jerseys in the mail. And so we opened them up, and they were so excited. 
and they wore their jerseys around all night, these little soccer jerseys. They're bright orange, and they're both just walking around. We got out a book from the library, said my first soccer game. We read that. These two are pumped. We're going to buy soccer balls at Target tomorrow. It's going to be the most amazing thing, and they're probably going to hate it or something. Big football fans. Oh. oh. I was going to say you should swing by the sausage aisle. I hear they've got some pretty good ones at Target. <laughs> Randy is such a traveled man. He's a man of a thousand voices. Football. Football. Was that French again? Maybe. Um, And then I I had a a more traditional plug for our show would be I had a happy hour after work at Trip Hammer, which is in that same group of buildings in Fairport I talked about at the Can Factory. And Trip Hammer was maybe the original uh, or one of two original companies in there. And uh, I just really like it. Family friendly, dog friendly. They have games and all sorts of things. But it was nice because uh, they relaxed some of the the vaccination and ma- masking rules. So everybody I was with from work was vaccinated, and it was the first business I walked in without a mask because I've been pretty cautious about everything. So that was odd, liberating, and feels wrong all at once. But it was fun. So and then we just got to hang out together in a normal way in indoors with the windows open and stuff. It was fun. Enjoyed it a lot. Trip Hammer makes some good stuff. Sweet. Randy, any peeves or plugs? Plug Master Falafel on Monroe Ave went tonight. It is delicious. It is a small business owned by um one man. I think he's got his bio on the website. I think he lives in Rochester. Um, but I think he's from Syria. Uh, and it's Mediterranean Syrian food. It is phenomenal. I'm a big falafel head, and they do like five packs of falafels and then a huge mix pack of 20 different falafels, and he's got some cheese, some spicy ones. So we did just a five-pack regular. When you say packs, is that like coming out hot, or is that coming out like to prepare at home? Coming out hot. Okay. Yeah, so it's in a little container, um, and it had a little like salsa sauce like with it and a couple other things. Uh, delicious, and then he has a bunch of other food there too. So I got a gyro, also known as a gyro. Um, <laughs> and Dana Carvey over it there. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was delicious. It had pickles on it, which I'm not used to, and it added so much to it. And then Laurel got like a plate, like a full-on, pretty much sampler platter um, with olive leaves with rice in it and hummus and grape leaves. I grape leaves. Yep. Definitely grape leaves. Uh, Domades. <laughs> um, I'm big on going to these Mediterranean restaurants and just getting hummus and then dipping pita bread in it and seeing how it is. And this one was awesome. So Put please, it on the spreadsheet of that Mediterranean food you have. It, oh, oh, it's yeah. going in. Uh, guys, please go. Uh, I, I know it just opened. The guy, the owner came out. He was cooking. He was super nice. Um, the master. The master. The master yep. himself. Master falafel. <laughs> Whereabouts on Monroe? Uh, right in that same area with um, Soul Burrito and uh, uh, the pizza place. Uh, little me. Caesars. Little Caesars. Oh, oh, like the old country suite area? Yes. Yeah, right in that plaza. So you're Goodman, I guess, right? Sort of. Yep, yeah. yeah. So good. Prices are super reasonable. Go. It was awesome. Nice. I don't have any peeves this week. I have just a couple plugs. My one plug is continuing to read funny Amazon reviews. I'm, I'm looking to do some hiking 
And so Rob is just fishing for a segment here. I love Amazon reviews. <laughs> and I, I this you know actually, Rob, I'm not kidding. This is one of the bits that one of the stand-up comedians told at La Petite. You should be Comodie. Oh my god, I should. They yeah. really did talk about the good if, Amazon. If reviews. the guy at the stand-up show did one about burnt wool hats, Rob, <laughs> you, you straight up have a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. This, this. For me, the headings are always very funny. So, like, our friend recommend. I'm going to do some hiking. So, our one friend, like, highly recommended this one Columbia shirt. And so, I'm reading the reviews. And, like, one of the reviews, a couple down, the, the title says, Experienced hikers know this shirt. And I'm like, what? Like, And I've seen things yeah, like that. Like, Rob immediately identifies yeah, himself like, oh as a God. noob. Yeah. Experienced blanks love this blah, blah, blah. It just seems unbelievable and makes me trust it way less. So I think that's really funny. And who outside of a marketing person would write that? Like a yeah. normal person. So I know. Bizarre. So that, that was funny. And then one... Something that I bought was... I'm just going to plug a brand. And the brand is Osprey. Uh, and they're a USA... Uh, company that makes backpacks and bags and they've got an amazing warranty and every single thing I bought from them has held up and the handle on one of the bags that I had kind of ripped off and I shipped it back to them and they just fixed it and sent it back to me and I still have it and it's in perfect shape now. I agree with Rob. They do have an amazing warranty. I put one of their backpacks in a washer and dryer. The the (laughs) washer was a bad idea. It tore it to shreds. And so I took pictures. I was like, hey, this thing is beat up pretty bad. And they sent me a brand new one. It was awesome. So. That reminds me of uh, L.L. Bean. They're like pretty yes. well known for customer service and stuff like that. And one time I wanted to order something for my mother. She had told me like, you know, for her birthday, she wanted this specific thing. So I called L.L. Bean because it, it was a long time ago, but it was still the Internet era. But I was like, ah, I'm just going to call him and see like what the deal is. The phone rang twice and someone picked up. Like, this is a big company and they didn't have some automated service. It's just like some dude with a wicked Boston accent was like, hey, how can I help you this morning? And it's like, oh, oh, oh okay, uh, we're doing this. And he's like, yeah, we have that code. He's like, there's like 20 of them or something. And I was like, what? You're just keeping track of everything? That's <laughs> awesome. Some guy in a warehouse. I heard they had to change their warranty because it was like way too generous. And so people would... On their way in for like fish shows, they would go buy all the gear they're going to need for the show, trash it for like days on end, and then just return it like that. And they're like, we can't afford to do this. This is insane. (laughs) So I think it's still probably pretty generous. But yeah, Osprey, everything fits well. Everything. I I bought the Talon 22 for hiking and uh, it's... I haven't actually done any hiking, so who knows if it's actually good for hiking. But it looks cool, and it fits well, and it's I'm awesome. A, I'm an experienced by hiker, the, and I know that shirt. By that's the way, a backpack. Rob, <laughs> Rob's peeve, uh, fish fans, yeah. apparently. Hey, don't, just, don't go after fish animals fans. Animals out there <laughs> tearing apart. Page side, page Colts. side. I've been to a fish show. I know all about it. <laughs> I'm a Kuroda head myself. Oh, Chris Kuroda. Fifth member. So, as we start to talk about fish, I think that's a good sign that we should probably sign off. Show. <laughs> so, hey, this was a good sausage fest. We'll have to do this again, and, and uh, we're going to be moving into new territory. Coming up soon. Yeah, we got a couple more episodes to finish out our little uh, streak here, and then we're going to be creamsmen this summer. We're doing a little ice cream uh, taste test. So... Uh, Look forward to that if you're a creamsman yourself, and uh, we'll be talking ice cream this summer. 
Until then, keep, keep eating and talking, talking trash. To trash.